Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show. The place where it starts, covering today's topics, new authors, pop culture, trending topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective, a hip view as we just talk about. Indigo Studio presents real conversation about topics of the day. Hermine Hartman and Shannon Peoples are the co-hosts, and we welcome you to Indigo Studio, making talk in vogue again. New show, new look, new people with Viewpoint bringing it to you. Let's make talk real again. Hi, my name is Hermine Hartman with another edition of Indigo Studio. In November of 2000, Chicago journalist and music critic Jim DeRogatis received an anonymous fact that alleged R. Kelly had a problem with young girls. Weeks later, he broke the shocking news, publishing allegations that the R&B superstar had groomed girls and equally abused them for his sexual pleasure. It made headlines, but nobody seemed to care as rumors soared and Kelly's career flourished. R. Kelly, you have three children, two of them being girls. Do you even love your children enough to even to think that it's okay to treat me and all the other victims that you've treated? How would you feel if someone would, would have treated any one of your three kids, even all three, you would be upset? I don't have anything to say to him. I don't even know if I want an apology. I wouldn't even feel it was real. I was a little girl in like a bad man's world. I never really recovered from it. Dee Goddard has covered the Kelly story with all of its moving parts for the past 20 years, and he's finally put it all in a book, Soulless, The Case Against R. Kelly. Today, we dive in deep with Dee Goddard for a look at the Kelly story. Jim, it is such a pleasure to have you on Indigo Studio. Thank Your you. book, let's get into the, uh, the meat of the story. What brought us here to this event with R. With R. Kelly, with him finally going to jail and facing uh, justice? What was the catalyst? For many, many years, I mean, if, as far back as I can think back, we've heard rumors about him. There's been videos of him passed around on the internet. The video that got him indicted on 21 counts of making child porn came to my mailbox at home. My first story, Shannon, ran December 21, 2000. And here we are 19 years later. I think we have to put it in perspective. Mm -hmm. In the history of popular music, Hermine, mm -hmm. where men have been treating women badly way before Frank Sinatra, way after anybody you care to name today, Chris Brown, nobody has ever faced 195 years in prison on two federal cases, state of Illinois, state of Minnesota, other charges to come. It is truly a singular story. But I think one of the things that changed, for 20 years, I sat one-on-one -on -one with women as they did the hardest thing a woman can do, rip out their soul and talk about their sexual assault by a powerful, rich, dangerous man. That takes a lot of courage. Mm -hmm. I know the names of 48 women. 48. Lives, oh, wow. 48 women whose lives were ruined by this man. When I say ruined, that sounds hyperbolic. I've seen where they slit their wrists. Mm -hmm. I've read the police reports of them driving into oncoming traffic on Michigan Avenue. I've seen the hospital reports of a bottle of pills swallowed. After they tried to kill themselves, when he discarded them, after beginning sexual contact, we can't call it a relationship, with girls at age 14 and 15. What changed were two things. 
The Me Too movement mm -hmm. started by a brilliant African-American woman, mm -hmm. Tarana Burke, who I'm honored to have been, been in discussions with, and the Surviving R. Kelly, a uh, six-hour docuseries that aired the first week mm -hmm. of 2019. Mm -hmm. uh, showrunner was a brilliant African-American activist from Detroit, Dream Hampton. Now America had the experience that I had for 20 years, sitting one-on-one -on -one meeting these women, seeing them in their living rooms. 48 women could not all be lying. Decades apart, victim number one was a girl from Cottage Grove Heights, Tiffany Hawkins, the first girl to try to stop him to sue him, 1991, he began sexual contact with her when she was 15 after picking her up in Lena McClin's choir class at Kenwood Academy, right up the block from where we're sitting. And, and Lena was uh, his teacher. Lena was his musical teacher at Gospel Royalty. Mm -hmm. Wasn't she his niece? mentor? No, no, no. She was the niece of the Reverend Thomas A. Dorsey, right. the man who wrote Precious Lord, Take My Hand, right. and 400 songs that Albertina Walker, Mahalia Jackson, Aretha Franklin He's sang. He's the father of father, gospel. Father of gospel music. Yeah, no doubt. He and he would father. come back to her sophomore classes. There were six girls that he picked up and, and prayed on that way, 14, 15 years old at Kenwood Academy. We talked to four or five women on the south or west sides of this city. Every one of them will have a story. If not that it happened to them, that they saw him at the Evergreen Plaza shopping mall, that they saw him at the Rock and Roll McDonald's, mm -hmm. that they saw him at Kenwood Academy or Whitney Young. Mm -hmm. It was never a secret. I felt guilty in December 2000 when we ran the first story that we were nine years late to this story. And here we are 20 years later, and, and people are saying, how do you feel? Well, it's not about me. It's about those girls. And for them, it's too little too late. In reading your book, I learned a lot this man is very troubled. This man is very demented. sick. Demented. He's, he's, he is demented. Well, he was the victim of sexual abuse I was going to say, but when you read it, not when we talk about him being a victimized as a child, it's not one time. No. He was victimized at eight years old yeah. by a woman. An older woman. He was victimized by a man. An older man, yeah. He was victimized by a relative. So there's a, at a very young age, uh, he was told to take pictures of, uh, and watch right. someone have sex with a Polaroid camera, and he yeah. was fascinated by that. And that's not new. That's all in his autobiography, that's, that's Solar Coaster. The, that's right. But I talked to Kerry, his half-brother, one of two half-brothers and a half-sister, and Kerry said, you know, he, was, he also experienced the same sort of abuse. Mm. And what Kerry, his half-brother, and the half-dozen experts on child sexual abuse that I've mm -hmm. talked to say is this happens to people, they go one of two ways. Right. They become champions for the victims mm -hmm. and a very small percent become victimizers themselves. So while I spend a lot of time trying to make people understand where he came from and what happened to him, I don't think it forgives him, Hermine. Oh, no, it doesn't Shannon. forgive it. No, it explains I, it. He said so many wake-up calls. It explains it. You know, the first lawsuit by Tiffany Hawkins, the Aaliyah thing blowing up, nearly derailing his career in 96, the indictment in 2002, the trial that he's acquitted in 2008. He never stopped. So, he, But he had enough money had to enough. pay off people, yes. to seal drop them. the, no, not to seal, to drop the cases. Well, That's we now, the federal, the federal cases now mm -hmm. say that he paid 
Uh, Roshona Lanfair, the girl on the videotape who was 14, her mother and her father, paid them to lie to the grand jury. And the federal case, which is a RICO case, racketeering, mm -hmm. that's what they get the mob on, mm -hmm. uh, that the, the witnesses he could not pay off, he intimidated physically and threatened that he operated like a drug lord, like a mobster. And there, two of his associates are indicted with him as well. Well, that's what he knew. I mean, you know, people operate on what they know. And that's what he, <laughs> he, that's what he knew. He wasn't from the, he had every break. You guys know what a great school Kenwood is? He had a He mother. had breaks his half-brothers didn't have. He had four, he, his mother had four children. Right, they were all not, with a different All father. with a different yeah. father, okay. He was left alone a lot. This is where some of this sexual harassment that he experienced came from. Yeah. He was shaped a little differently. Yeah. So I wouldn't say he wasn't the normal, average, middle-class kid. He yeah. was not. No, oh, but he, he had, had people in his life But he had people in, in his life that believed, believed he could fly. They saw his talent. Yes. Lena saw his yeah. McLean. She saw a talent. She nurtured. She mentored. She put him in position. Where that Lena talent McClin, could be you know, exposed. It taught Mandy Patinkin and Jennifer Hudson She's a and, and Shaka Khan. I know and Lena. she talked she doesn't talk about any of those people the same way she talks about Kelly. Oh, you could you could see there was something oh, yeah, very special, special something going on. And, and he was you know, there's nobody uh, in the history of Chicago music uh, that has sold more records. A hundred million 100 records million. sold for for uh, his own and those he produced for everybody from Celine Dion and Whitney Houston to Justin Bieber and a Lady writer. Gaga. He was, he's, a he's, quarter of a billion dollars he generated for himself. Mm -hmm. Of course, the record company always makes the real money, a full billion dollars for Jive Records. He, mm -hmm. didn't, he didn't do bad. Oh, do you no. think he's bisexual? That was one of the things that came out in your book. Do you think he's bisexual? Having heard it from uh, two dozen women who were lovers of his, yes, absolutely. But he keeps that on the down low. Right. Go back to that song you recorded with uh, uh, Ronnie Isley on the down low. Keep mm -hmm. it on the down low. A very strange song. So I want to ask you a question about the women coming forward and speaking of their abuse, it's been alleged that a lot of them were hesitant to come forward because they felt oh, as being black women that their lives had, they didn't have the same worth of, of that as a white woman and they would not be believed and they yeah. would be scorned. Did you find that was the truth in your research? Of the two or three things I heard more than any other statement during 20 years on this story, the number one was, Nobody matters less in our society than young black women. Hey, not to cut you off, but we'll be right back with a very interesting discussion about R. Kelly. What are we doing to save money? We talked to ComEd. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy-saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money, like a boss, with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles, made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken Biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each, or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. Welcome back to Indigo Studio. So what were you saying before we went to break? I've heard it dozens of times. I'm only ever amplifying what 
people in your community have told me. Nobody matters less in our society than young black girls. Uh, you know, Mark Anthony Neal, the great pop music critic and chair of African American Studies at Duke, told me 15 years ago, one white girl from Winneka, the white suburbs, mm -hmm. and this would have been a different story. But of the 48 women whose names I know, and I believe there are many more, one is a Latino, a Latina, and the other uh, 47 are black. Do you, believe, black do you believe that? Yes, I, I, I do. I have to, mm -hmm. uh, because of the number of families I've sat with, these girls, their mothers, their fathers, their loved ones, who have repeated it endlessly. But I think it's tragic that uh, Chicago denied this for so long. So that's what I want to get to. That's the angle of the story that yeah. I want to talk about. This was, it was, I was working at the Chicago Sun-Times, Abdon Palish, little short Irish-Polish leprechaun is what he calls himself, was the courts reporter, and Mary Mitchell, who's a legend, a giant, Mary an inspiration. Mary picked this up. Mary was consistently writing columns saying, black community, wake up. We were being villainized, because obviously I'm a white man and Abdon Palish was, as trying to tear down a successful black superstar. When we were invited into people's homes, ringing their doorbell, uh, and it was never, uh, people never said, I hate him. They, they said, come in, thank you for listening. No one has listened. And the other thing they said more than any other, brother has a problem, brother needs to stop. And they were Everybody. saying he was sick. They were saying he was sick. What makes him tick? I mean, obviously the young girls, that, that, that makes him tick. But a lot of times when men prey upon young women, they are underdeveloped and yeah. cannot psychologically relate to a real to woman. A, real woman yeah. a woman of the same age, a woman of the same statue, statue yeah. woman maybe with the same money. Just They just don't get it. They just don't relate. What when when women said he was sick, mm -hmm. uh, and they still liked him, but yeah. just said he was sick, brother needs help, and all that. What happened with that? I mean, did anybody seek to get him a psychiatrist or to get him some therapy? One of his attorneys in the two thousand eight trial mm -hmm. for child pornography, mm -hmm. Ed Jensen, is an older Jewish uh, legend in Chicago legal circles. A couple of months ago, uh, he gave an interview to Neil Steinberg and said, mm -hmm. we all knew he was guilty as hell. We all knew he was guilty as hell. And you know, during the trial, we had him, he saw, one, he saw the top black psychiatrist in Chicago. Really? Oh yeah, it's in the book. Yeah, and they made him go to get therapy and they gave him uh, testosterone killing shots to kill his hormones while he was on trial. And then the minute he's off trial, and in fact, Jerhonda Johnson, Jerhonda Pace now, one of the 10 who is about to testify for the federal government, uh, he picked her up at the trial. He met her at the trial. You know, it stopped for this long to get him acquitted, and then it never stopped. So maybe, does he not take it seriously? Is it a he game? He doesn't want help. He doesn't want help. I don't He's content he... being demented. You know, what, what is fascinating, if we listen to this incredible body of work, right, which is one of the richest catalogs in soul or R&B history, there are two types of songs. There is him espousing an unfettered vision of hedonism, which can be boiled down to, I will take my pleasure where I desire with no uh, consideration of my uh, partners, and begging the Lord for forgiveness for unnamed sins. You know, the number of songs, and I've interviewed him twice in my career, not since that first investigative story in 2000. I've always wanted to say, Robert, what sins are you asking? He sounds like Dr. For? Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Yes. I do it, but then now 
I'm repenting for doing it, right. but I'm going to do it again, and now yes. I'm repenting. Kind yes. of multiple personalities, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Yeah. I want to digress back to something that you stated. I think there's, um, there's a bigger picture going on here, because when you look at the Harvey Weinsteins, mm-hmm. uh, Elvis, um, Epstein, you know, Epstein. Jerry Lee Lewis, who married his 14-year-old cousin. That was his third wife. Yeah. But it also lasted two decades, so it was kind of like true love. But the, but the thing is, why is it that you have these men that are rich and or famous and or powerful, and it's an open secret that they're committing these assaults, they're committing these crimes, but yet everybody turns a blind eye because oh well they're making they're you know they're generating a lot of money you yeah. know for my business yeah. record label or their movies are generating a lot of money. Why is it that they seem to get a pass where the normal everyday person like me or you? The first hint we would have been in jail. Yeah, well, we don't have that kind of money. The I was going to say, one. they had money, they had fame, yeah. but Elvis Presley married a 15 year old girl. Mm-hmm. Keyword, married. Yeah. Jerry Lee Lewis married. Uh, the, one of the differences between this R. Kelly is, I mean, he was just all over the place. He married where, Aaliyah. He married yeah. Aaliyah. Where yeah. were the, one you know, woman. we're talking about no. dozens of victims in right. his case right. versus these isolated incidents. Believe me, I was super aware. As a student of musical history, as a, the pop music critic at the Sun-Times, I wanted to put this in context always. So Led Zeppelin, bands like that, tales of groupies on the road, but also not young women who tried to kill themselves after he took their virginity. He made Aaliyah a star with that first album, mm-hmm. but he promised everyone after that that he would do that for the game. And there was never another. Were parents female. pushing their children to meet him? I've heard In that rumor that some that, parents, some yes. parents would say, hey, you know, it's okay yeah. if you can make her a star, you can put her in a video, put her on a, whatever you can do to make her a star. We'll turn a blind eye to this. Did you find that? But do you think they knew about the sexual and They knew it, but they cases. wanted the fame. They wanted the fame. The, 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 the two young women who are still waiting for him uh, to get out of prison, Azrael Clary and Joy Savage. And okay. I first told that story in July 2017. They, the families talked to me for nine months before I first published that story in BuzzFeed. Um, you know, Joe, Jay Savage, the mom, Azrael Clary, they will both say to you with tears in their eyes, said to me, uh, I knew that stuff, I, there was something, but he'd been acquitted. He'd been acquitted. A lot of black men, you know, are, are brought to trial and, and didn't do it, right? He was acquitted. And I'm different. I love my daughter. I was going to be with her all the time. She was never going to travel without me. But see, that's where we're underestimating white Catholic priests. Let's go to the South Side Irish neighborhoods oh, yeah. now, okay? Mm. How many white Catholic families do not want to believe Father John Thousands. could ever have Thousands. done that to the altar boys, right? So there's a denial. There's a sometime. denial. There's a, and these were really good parents. Mm-hmm. I got to say, you know, uh, he knew girls that, that had problems. But in many cases, these were parents who were devoted and loved them. You know, we can't look at a better family than, than the Houghtons, Aaliyah's family. Mm-hmm. Okay, you know, the Savages, the Clarys, and these are people... That was the hardest story in my life to publish. It took nine months of reporting. Three news organizations passed on it before BuzzFeed published that story. And this is all before Surviving R. Kelly. Surviving R. Kelly happens because of that story. Mute R. Kelly, the Atlanta activist movement, started a week after that story. So black women in particular were looking for something to rally around to bring him down 
for, for literally 30 years because these stories had, had been so prevalent. And it's just, it's a tragedy. It's a tragedy. This, it's, this is a man on the level of a Marvin Gaye. You may not love him, but, you know, what he did for love R&B. Love Marvin Gaye, though. Of course, <laughs> of course. Yeah, I would say Marvin Gaye's better, too, but we're old. Okay. You know what I mean? We, I, where do you get that we stuff? <laughs> well, we are not the young hipster kids, right? right? And, and, and what he was doing bringing the hip-hop edge mm-hmm. to classic soul and R&B. Right. You know, there's a lot of Donny Hathaway in him. He talks about Donny Hathaway being his biggest inspiration. And Marvin. You can hear Marvin. And Marvin. You can hear. But see, if I may, as a music critic, the best R&B has always made sex spiritual. The Reverend Al Green, Prince, Marvin Gaye, there's a spiritual element to the best sex, right? And him... It On was that note... I got to take a break. We'll be right back. You think about what I'm saying. Oh, we got to be. We'll we'll be right back. Look at what's all new at McDonald's. Try the new sweet and savory chicken McGriddles made with the crispy chicken filet and the sweet taste of maple. Or get the McChicken biscuit with crispy tender chicken and a warm flaky biscuit. Now get either for just $1.69 each or mix and match two for $3. Try a whole new morning routine and double up the goodness. Wake up breakfast with McDonald's. What are we doing to save money? We talked to ComEd. Why? They're helping us lower our energy costs. How? They provide incentives to complete energy saving projects. What else? They help us find ways to save energy that we haven't even thought of. Save energy and money like a boss with the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program. Keep up the good work. Hi, we're back with the discussion on R. Kelly, probably with the most expert person on the subject matter. What happens? What's in his future? You think he'll be found guilty? He's never going to breathe fresh air again. Um, You know, the combination of 195 charges, New York federal case, Chicago federal case, I don't have much faith in the state of Illinois case because Kim Fox kind of rushed it. Mm-hmm. But those federal cases, there was a 36-member task force from the Department of uh, Homeland Security and the FBI. They, they wanted this to stop, you know, because so many women had said uh, that he ruined their lives. It, enough was enough. And they were shamed into it by television, by the power of surviving R. Kelly, which happens because of the reporting that it happened. I mean, that it took this long is just unconscionable. The, do- the documentary was powerful. The documentary was powerful because people it heard. It was disturbing. It you was know, disturbing. you have a power. What you guys do on TV versus what you and I have done in print, uh, there is an emotional power that right. hits you in the gut. It, it got me. I, I found myself yeah. looking at it almost accidentally, but once I got glued to it. There are I four more episodes. There are four more episodes watching. that air there's, beginning in January. There's more. The, oh, yeah, there's more. And I didn't participate in the first series because uh, I didn't have confidence it would be as good as it was. It Dream was, Hampton was not connected. It was excellent. Uh, but there's four more episodes, and I'm, I did talk, I talked to them for, I don't know, 15 hours. No kidding. Yeah. So you, you think he will be jailed and forever? he's ever getting out. Jim, I have to ask. So R. Ke- R. Kelly was married to Andrea Kelly. Yes. That's the second wife. Yes. Second wife, after Aaliyah. My question is, how could she have not known what was going on? How could she have not known his personality traits? When you meet someone and when you live with someone, 
you know their personality traits. You know what they're capable of doing. You're, but he she sounds, wasn't blind. But he sounds, no, that's not true, He's Shannon. an expert manipulator. He's an ex, I was going to say, this guy's very artful. He's a charmer. Sounds like he's a charmer. I mean, all you listen to these women there talk. Is, there is a charming And he's a very, he's very charming. He's very convincing. And I'm 16 years old, and I want to be a star, and I want to be in the video, and you're going to take me by the hand, and you're going to help me? Shannon, the complicated um, deals that some people make in a relationship. Do you think Melania Trump truly loves Donald? I'm not going to answer that right now. she's unaware of the Stormy Daniels? I'm not going to answer that right now. Right, and that's how I feel about, <laughs> well, it's I, not, I feel that way about second-guessing Drea. But it's, it's not, know, does I have she... talked to her, she has called me uh, the nastiest curse word that could be called. I mean, but people want to know, because I mean, a yeah. lot of women have said, how can you not know what your husband is doing? I, yeah. mean, I don't. I don't know what I their think, relationship was you, like. I was just getting you, your best no, estimation. If you look at, if you look at the things she said, the interviews she's given, um, uh, you know, uh, going back uh, years, and you look at his children, the three children they had together, those are all damaged lives. So they are as damaged. Those people were as manipulated. They were hurt as much as you know, Tiffany Hawkins or Aaliyah uh, Houghton or or Tracy Sampson or Patrice Jones or Lizette Martinez or Geronda Johnson or Dominique Gardner. These women, their names matter. I say their names because they they are why I wrote this book, not because of him. You know, I just never understood how they were different than my daughter, Melody. Right. I mean, it was a matter of color, you know, right. and I'm not of this community, but I had this asset. I was a music journalist and I understood where he was coming from. father. And I'm a father. Yeah, I'm a father. human being. Look, I think that if either of you got a call from a young woman who said, I've been assaulted, no one's believing my story, will you listen to me? I know you both would take that phone call. Well, what kind of a human being are you I'll tell if you, what, you don't? I'll tell you what story I did hear. And it was Mel Reynolds. It was oh, the girl yeah. that Mel Reynolds affected. Yeah. And I became very emotional and I just cried. But Shannon, to your point, it is not very difficult for a man to fool his wife. It happens all the time. It's like my husband's going out, my husband's traveling. You don't know if he's with somebody or not. You don't know if there's a double story there. I've known men who've had families and the wife didn't perhaps know about it. So that's not... Uh, if we talk to any cop on the beach... Right, cops they would tell up, you that. They show up at a domestic violence there you go. call and the woman is battered and bleeding and bruised and said it was take, just a misunderstanding. Don't take my husband. Just a misunderstanding. Right, so that happens all the time. Yeah. Wow, uh, Jim, thank you for all the info and the exposure, really, of R. Kelly. And I think it has meaning for black community because it's like, hey, wake up. Because if this is happening to these young girls, you know, is this is this the first time? Is this one time? Is this a premiere story? He is not the only and one. And he's not the only one. And we should wake up and pay attention. That means parents. That means school teachers. That means ministers. Everybody, that yeah, means the community at large. So why don't you say the name of your book again for the viewers? So, so if the they case want to go buy it. against R. Kelly. And it's a 20, it's 20 years. And it's about the girls. Listen to the girls. Me and all the other victims that you have treated. How would you feel if someone would, would have treated any one of your three kids? Even all three, you would be upset. I don't have anything to say to him. I don't even know if I want an apology. I wouldn't even feel it was real. I was a little girl in like a bad man's world. I never really recovered from it. Shame. 
Indigo Studio, a Chicago-centric show, the place where it starts, covering today's topics, and of course, politics. Our topics are engaging, controversial, and authentic. This is where real talk takes place. We are going to bring it out with a fresh perspective. Let's make talk real again. Indigo Studio.